Hi guys, welcome back to Midday Matcha with Livy. Clearly, I am fucking Livy. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, how is everybody doing? Okay, I want to know how you guys are doing. Me, on the other hand, I'm doing fucking amazing. I just got back from a weekend trip to Minnesota with my best friend. Truly had the best weekend of my life. It was just so much fun. I'm having serious withdrawals. I'm actually suffering from extreme depression right now. It's not that serious. I was kidding, but I am pretty sad that I'm not there because it was a really fun weekend. Every single moment I was there, I was like, I just am soaking this up. It is amazing. I was on a boat. I was on jet skis. I lost my voice because my best friend and I were screaming in the car lyrics to the songs and so that's why my voice is extra raspy and that's why I sound extra sexy today. I'm sorry if I'm seducing you on accident. It's just my voice. I had a great weekend. Literally could talk about the whole weekend the entire episode but I'm not going to do that to you guys because I want to get into a topic that I feel so strongly about about I've been through two toxic relationships in my life and I've also had a handful of toxic friends and I've also had a handful of toxic behaviors that I used to do okay I'm not hiding that from anybody I want to really emphasize how beautiful life is and life is also extremely short and To waste any time being unhappy and not living it to the fullest is actually such a shame. And I've been there where I've done that, obviously, not lived my life to what it deserved to be and put myself through toxic relationships and put myself through toxic friendships and even toxic behaviors. And I just really want to help anybody out there who kind of needs it to get out of any toxic cycle that they're in. So in today's episode, I'm going to go in on toxic friendships, relationships, and behaviors that I've engaged in. It's not going to be like that intense, but it's going to be intense. And also talk to you guys about kind of how I got through that and how I got out of that and how I found light on the other side because I always emphasize one thing I'm in Dave Matcha and that is there is so much beauty on the other side of pain. Just get through the pain, okay? I know it's easier said than done, but I'm obviously here every step of the way with you guys, so... Let's get into the episode and let's first talk about some toxic friendships. This is like a hard one for me. Toxic friendships, I almost feel like are kind of worse than relationships because you get so close. I mean, they're both terrible, but you get so close to that person that you are in a friendship with and you feel like they're literally another part of you and just take a step back and realize how toxic it really is can be kind of really hard I almost feel like it's harder to see that than to see when a significant other is being toxic so here are some red flags I guess I noticed when I was in toxic friendships um the person doesn't make you feel the best like always putting you down or always having something negative to say about you I don't see any reason anybody would put themselves around negativity and especially if that person's claiming to be a friend of yours no, thank you. Uh, no, no, no. We do not want to be around negativity or even let anybody talk to us negatively whatsoever. As well as not giving equal effort. I feel like if you're friends with somebody and they're not giving you equal effort, 
that's not really a relationship you want to stay in. You never want to be giving more than somebody in any relationship in your life. So why would you do that to a friend as well? They should be also giving equal effort. Talking negatively about you, kind of like the saying that I told you, but like talking negatively about behind your back. I know I've had a couple friendships where I hear from other people that this person is talking about me and it's like, wait, you're supposed to be my best friend. That's not how this shit works at all. So if you're going to talk about me in general, we're just not going to be friends. It's not really that difficult for me to cut somebody off in that way, especially when I have friends that I know don't sit here and talk bad about me. I'm not going to waste my time on friends that have some sort of issue or jealousy or some sort of insecurity where they feel the need to talk negatively about me. I feel like we all need to take a step back and realize if that person is talking negatively about you, it is for the simple fact that they are completely insecure with themselves. You're not a happy person talking negatively about somebody. No, I don't sit here and run my mouth about anybody because I'm pretty happy and secure with myself. So usually when I find out people are talking negatively about me, I'm like, your insecurities are fucking screaming louder than you know right now. Just letting you know. When someone doesn't validate your feelings in any relationship, that's terrible. But especially a friendship, if I express something and they kind of completely dismiss my feelings about it. What the fuck am I going to stay in that friendship for? Because if you don't care about my feelings, you don't care about me, okay? Not a hard concept to grasp. Last week, I spent my entire therapy session with my therapist setting boundaries in relationships with men. I know. Oh my God, guys. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. It's getting to the point in time that there's some relationships I need to set boundaries in. So... We'll talk about that on a different episode. But I decided, hey, if I'm going to set relationship boundaries with men in my life, I'm also going to do that with friends in my life. So I feel like as we evolve as people and as we become the next best version of ourselves to really set boundaries in friendships as well. This is how I, what I expect from a friendship. This is what I'm going to put into a friendship and I expect them to deliver the same. And if they're not doing that, they're not meeting the boundaries or they're even crossing the boundaries that you set for yourself. And that's how I personally identify toxic from non-toxic. I feel like I kind of actually have my blinders on a lot of the time and I don't really realize people are that toxic, mostly in relationships. I think I'm pretty good with friendships. I I always just want to see the best in people, to be honest, and to look at my boundaries list and make these people are crossing every single one of these boundaries. That's not healthy for me. I can't really have that energy in my life. I can't really have any of that in my life. So with that being said, set those boundaries. And if people can't respect those boundaries, just as much as you would do in a relationship, a friendship as well is something you should really reevaluate if they're not going to really respect those boundaries. Their energy is bringing you down. Sometimes I don't really feel like we understand how precious our energy is. I have an example of a time that I let somebody fuck with my energy. This happens to be a guy. I got really close to him, let him in my life, and I had really great energy before. I was waking up every single morning so happy and just like a genuine happiness glow about me. It was amazing. The same glow you see right now, motherfuckers. Anyways, I let this guy into my life. I let him get really close to me, and his negative energy completely brought my energy down. And I can't remember the last time I woke up with that pure, genuine happiness that I had. It's not saying I'm unhappy. I'm just saying I took on that person's energy a lot and it kind of caused 
a lot of negative things for me to happen in my life. So I'm a really big person on like protecting my energy. So right now I feel like I'm at a really high vibrational state in my life and I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect that energy. And I think we all need to be a little bit more sensitive with ourselves and understandings with ourselves that it is completely okay to cut somebody out of your life if they're bringing your energy down. Energy is so important and I know for me personally, I can't have anybody in my life who's even bringing that down even a little bit. It's really, really, really difficult for me. So with that being said, be aware of who you let into your energy and who you let around you. I know that story was about a guy, but it's just like kind of like a perfect example for me of what it meant for me when I let someone come in and fuck with my energy a little bit. Like, no, your energy is so sacred and so important and you take on the energies of other people around you. So unless you really understand how to protect your energy, don't let people in who are just going to take advantage of your energy. She's preaching today, ladies and gentlemen. Another toxic trait in friendships, which I feel like a lot of people don't recognize as much, is relying on each other too much. I feel like when you have a best friend, you're like, oh my god, it's so normal for us to be together all day, every day, only really hanging out with each other and talking to each other. And it's like, oh, actually, it's not very healthy. Just as much as if that was going to be a romantic relationship, that's not healthy. Any relationship where you're codependent on somebody usually isn't very healthy and it's not saying you need to cut that person out of your life completely no but it's taking a step back and saying we spend so much fucking time together we really do everything together why don't we just take it back a notch i know that can be so fucking hard because when you're with your best friend you want to be with your best friend all day every day i understand that i've been through that with several of my best friends where i literally am attached to their side but it took me taking a step back from them to realize this is healthier for the both of us to just take a step back and be like, bitch, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, I don't need to see you every single day. I'll see you tomorrow. It's fine. If you're together with anybody all day, every day, you're going to get fucking annoyed of them. So it's good to just take that step back and away from people sometimes. If you're having genuinely stupid fucking fights all the time with a friend, you really got to reevaluate your friendship just a little bit because if they're going to spend the time to nitpick about little things that really don't matter in the big grand scheme of your own life, it's really not worth kind of staying in that friendship with unnecessary stress and unnecessary drama. It's actually just a burden. And I always say, focus on your blessings, not your burdens. And if someone's giving you more burdens than blessings, leave them the fuck alone, okay? If someone's getting mad at you all day, every single day, you got to take a step back and be like, is this really a friendship I want to be a part of all the time? If there's always a fight, is this something I actually want in my life? No, probably not. And I don't think we really realize this. It's okay to end friendships and it's okay to outgrow friendships. Not everything has to end terribly and not everything needs to have a negative ending whatsoever. We are growing in life and oftentimes we outgrow people. Like, are you still friends with half of the people you were friends with when you were like 15? No, probably not. If you are, like, good for you. But I know I keep my core and I move with my core, but some people come and some people go and I appreciate all the time that I spend with every single person in my life. Not every single person in my life needs to stay there forever. And that is something I've actually really had to to adjust to what I would say within the last six months is like people come and go and that's okay sometimes people are in your life to serve you lessons and sometimes they're not meant to stay there forever which is fine 
we're not always on the same page as friends anymore. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'll always love you, but I need to do it from a distance. I need to love you from a distance because you are not helping me reach my highest potential of myself right now. And that's not your fault whatsoever. That's just me and my own needs. I got to be selfish and think of my own needs right now. And my own needs are that I really need to focus on myself. I'm becoming the best version of myself. And having that close friendship is actually hindering my own self-growth. None of this is bad. I just need to be selfish for me. That is what it is sometimes. I mean, I know I have friends that I'll be friends with forever. Sometimes I need a little bit more space than always just because I need to kind of regroup and figure things out for myself, you know. It's really good to be alone. I don't think we ever, like, really focus on how good it is to be alone sometimes. You guys are probably like, you're doing that thing again, Livy, where you get all preachy. Like, where is the humor? Where is the comedy? It's coming right now because I'm about to talk to you guys about my toxic relationships that I've been through with men. Okay, guys, you know what? I've mentioned my exes in the past. But have I gone into significant detail? You know what? Maybe a little bit on the cheating, but I want to let you guys know every single thing that made my toxic relationship a toxic relationship. I might even laugh about this shit because at this point it's funny. It's funny now. It was so painful then. Like, damn, don't know how I got out of that one, but... Let's, like, laugh about You guys, I'm going to start naming these. You're going to be like, bitch, this is not fucking funny. No, let's talk about it. But these are, I also feel like, good ways to kind of realize that you're in a toxic relationship. Because when these things were happening to me, I didn't really realize I was in a toxic relationship. You're going to literally hear me say these and be like, you are the dumbest bitch alive. Okay, I was young. I was young and dumb. When I was 16, I met a guy who was 20. At the time, it seemed really cool. Now it seems like he's a complete pedophile. Because he was. I'm now in my 20s, and the thought of me dating a 16-year-old is absolutely fucking disgusting. Let's just let that one be said. In this relationship, I experienced a lot of abuse. Me smiling like an actual psycho. I'm smiling because, yes, it did happen. I'm telling you guys, it made me a better me and a stronger me. I mean, like, I honestly, I could have done without it, but, like, it happened, so I might as well fucking talk about it. In my ex-relationship, I'm going to tell you guys some of the things that were like, whoa, whoa, that's a toxic one. This was my first relationship, too, so this kind of set the standard for relationships for me, and it's really sad that it did, but... This guy, I was dating for, no, he refused to date me. I'm sorry, let's put that feeler out there. He absolutely refused to date me. So we were talking for three months and got into some intimate things with each other. So at that point, I was kind of like, well, when are we going to start dating? And he was like, just give me a, just give me a little bit. And I was like, okay, I'll give you some time. Like, God, I don't want to rush it. What the fuck? No. Six months comes along and I'm like, hey, buddy, um, are we going to start dating anytime soon? Like, what the fuck are we doing? It's been six months. And he was like, yeah, actually, I'm not going to give you that girlfriend title. 
I was like, wait, what do you mean? And he was like, yeah, no, like, we're going to continue what we're doing. I'm not going to give you that girlfriend title. If you want to leave, like, go ahead and leave. But, like, like I told you, nobody's going to love you. And I, as a 16-year-old young girl who had never been in a relationship, was like, I got to stick it out. This is the man of my fucking dreams. I got to stick this one out. And I got to, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be his ride or die. I'm going to stay by his side actually the dumbest bitch alive but it's okay he was like no I'm not gonna date you and I was like oh my god that's lovely he's like we're basically dating why do I need to add the title um respect but it's fine it's whatever so then I continued to still act like we were dating I treated him fully as if he was my boyfriend because I genuinely loved the kid that is actually disgusting for me to say but I did and at that time. Now I literally hope he gets hit by a bus, but that's fine. Some little cute, quirky things that happened during that relationship. This kid literally refused to call me pretty. I would be like, you never tell me I'm beautiful. Like, do you not think I'm pretty? And he'd be like, you're just so fucking dramatic. Like, why do you even, why do you need me to call you pretty? I was like, I don't know. It's just weird because like all my best friends, boyfriends are always like, She's a goddess. She's my queen. She's the most beautiful thing. And all these other boys are telling me I'm beautiful, but like you literally cannot tell me I'm beautiful at all. It's actually causing you significant pain to call me beautiful. That was a really weird thing for me to deal with because then I was like, am I pretty? And like, look at me. For me to question my beauty, are we kidding me? Are we actually fucking kidding me? For anybody to question their beauty, are you kidding me? He would call me fat a lot. So that was really, um, cute and he would tell me I need to go to the gym and stop eating he loved to do that he also would repeat that I would never get anybody better than him um he was a jewel cashier I think I've done pretty well for myself since then yeah he hated seeing me happy I remember I did my first comedy camp and I was writing a sketch and he came by and was like why the fuck are you smiling so much and I was like oh I'm just loving the sketch I wrote and he was like that's fucking stupid and like walked away and I was like oh my god what I actually wish I was being dramatic right now um I'm not these are actual things that had happened to me so he would call my friends whores to their faces. Yeah, he did that a lot, actually. One of my best friends, he, like, can repeatedly called her a whore. She wasn't a whore, so it was really weird that he would do that. He commented on everything I drank and ate, would make some sort of fucking comment about it. He one time yelled at me for being upset with my friends and told me I was fucking stupid and that... <laughs> I'm like, you can realize the toxic red flags that I refused to see told me I was fucking stupid and that they were in the complete right. And it was one of those situations where I was like, even if that's true, like, why the fuck did you just think that was so unnecessary? When I told him, I was like, I'm literally done with you. I'm leaving this relationship because you won't make me your girlfriend. The way he asked me was like, fine. Do you want to be my girlfriend? The kid seemed so irritated. He was actually miserable asking me to be his girlfriend. So, I mean, you know, that must have done wonders for my self-esteem. I was like, God damn, he loves me. And verbal fights every single day. I just remember every single day it was a fight. I was always crying. If I look at pictures back from that time, I always had puffy eyes. I would ball. My sister makes fun of me because she's like, remember when you would ball your eyes out in the car because of that terrible relationship you were in? And I was like... 
yeah, no, I remember it. It's called trauma for me, but I'm glad it was so comedic for you. I'm glad you got a comedic relief out of it as I'm over here literally dying, but it's okay. Oh, he would insult me during sex. That's my favorite. As a young 16-year-old girl who gave this kid my virginity, he had the nerve to insult me during sex. FYI, buddy, our sex was illegal to begin with, so I feel like you should have kept your comments to yourself, but that's fine. The kid never even took me on a date. Never. If we went out to dinner, I paid for absolutely everything. This is where it gets even a little bit more fucked up. At 17, he moved into my condo with me because his mom kicked him out of his house. And he was like, well, I'm going to have to live in my car if I don't live with you. And I'm a good person. And I was like, well, oh, my God, I could never even imagine you living in your car. Come live with me asked my mom. My mom was never at the condo. I kind of lived there by myself because she had just found like a new boyfriend and she was living her life and having fun with him. And so I was alone and I just had him live with me. So at 17 years old, I had a 21 year old man living with me and it got way worse from there. I'm sure you can imagine. We fought every single day and night. I look back and I'm almost like, why did he stay? Because all we did was fight about anything. He always thought I was cheating or doing something. I never was. And I used to sleep on the couch every single night. A fun story is the guy I dated after him, um, when him and I were talking, he was friends with someone from my high school. And he was like, I heard about your past relationship. And I was like, oh shit, like that was a bad one. What'd you hear? And he was like, I heard you slept on the couch every night. And I was like, that is what they fucking told you from my past relationship? Like, that specific detail, which is like only a couple people knew that, and it was so embarrassing. I was like, that's what you have to grasp of it? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's not great. And he was like, yeah, why did you why'd you do that? And I was like, okay, let's fuck up. But then my he became my boyfriend. We would laugh about it from then on. So I would sleep on the couch every single night because... I actually couldn't stomach the thought of him sleeping next to me after he had woken me up at four in the morning to fight with me every single night. And guess what? I was in my senior year of high school. I still had a high school to go to after that. And he would just sit in my condo and watch TV all day. And then he would work five hours at Jewel every single night. I feel so bad for my 16-year-old self. If I could apologize to her, like, I really owe her the biggest apology. He he refused to post me on Instagram. So obviously cheating on me. And it was just a whole fucking series of events of he literally refused to post me. He was like, I never post my life. I never post my life. Um, Two weeks after we broke up, he posted another girl. Isn't it crazy how shit happens? Anyways, he would use my family issues against me. He loved to bring up my family trauma and blame it on me, which is really weird. And he just literally loved to do that. He always would tell me my dad didn't love me. And I was like, dude, do you think I don't already know? And do you think that hurts my feelings? Because it doesn't. Truly, there was not even a single happy moment from that relationship. I don't remember a positive thing from it. I was so caught up with the fact that I gave this kid my virginity that I let him treat me any sort of way because it was a really hard thing for me to give somebody my virginity 
And when I did that, I thought we were going to be together forever because I had done that. I mean, I was 16. I was naive. I wasn't really thinking as clearly as I should have been. You know, my friends only got to see a little bit of what happened in that relationship. And what they did see, they begged me to get out of. But it was the day when my best friend sat me down and she was like, hey, you got to go. It's like getting really, really bad. And it was. I was miserable. I had no confidence. I really hated myself and I hated being in that relationship. But I felt so trapped because when you're in a toxic relationship, you feel absolutely stuck. I mean, I'm not kidding you. This kid told me every day that I would never find anybody that would love me. So what do you think that did to me? Like, obviously, I thought about that. I was like, I'm never going to find anybody who loves me. Like, he is the only one that's ever going to love me. And I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, the amount of boys that love me now. If only he knew. But I would say at the end of the day, as terrible as that was for me to go through, it gave me strength. And I have to look at that as a positive thing now. I can't take that with me and let it be negative. I will say I'm truly happy with myself and I'm living out my everything that I want to do in my life. And... I surround myself now with people that love me and care for me. And I mean, I can gladly confirm to every single one of you out there that there are people out there that will love you, even though your toxic partner is telling you there's no one out there that'll love you. And there are people out there that will treat you way better than what they're giving you. And I know it's so hard to see that right now. And you think that person is literally the best person ever because I thought the same thing. But now look at me. Like, are you kidding me? Why the fuck would I ever let anybody treat me like that again? And it just takes, I promise you, like 10 minutes of strength to finally just get the fuck out. Do it for yourself. Like, you got to do it for you at the end of the day. It's so hard to leave that. But staying in it makes it 20 times worse. I was in that relationship for a year and a half to two years. Can I even call it a relationship? I don't know. The kid literally didn't even want to date me and made me feel terrible every single day. And it did get physical and it did get even worse than that. So to take a step back and actually leave that relationship was for sure one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But the strength I gained from that, cutting that person out of my life completely was so beautiful, I can't even describe it. I almost thank him for doing all that he did to me because I became the best version of myself after that relationship and I grew so much from that that I wouldn't trade that shit for anything in the world. So if I can sit here and tell you, yes, it does get better after a toxic relationship and yes, there are people out there that are going to love you 20 times more than what that person is giving you, fucking believe me because I was so conditioned to thinking that this was going to be the only person that ever loved me. I was never going to find anybody better. He was a fucking jewel employee who was abusive and I thought he was the apple of my fucking eye. No, you can do better. Get the fuck out of that relationship. I don't care what they even do with their lives. I don't even care if they're a CEO. I don't care about any of that. If they're not making you feel good, cut the toxic out of your life. Because once you cut that toxic out of your life, you're allowing good things to come to you. So once I cut that toxic out of my life, I did meet my ex that I feel like you guys hear a lot about. That's my cheating ex. But I'm going to make a huge disclaimer in the beginning of this. Coming from that relationship, this relationship looked like absolute heaven to me. Like actually was like the best thing ever. I met this kid and I was like, wow, he's actually amazing compared to what I just came from. And honestly, like my one ex that I'm about to talk about 
wasn't a terrible person. He just had a lot of issues that were going on with himself that he took out on me and it shouldn't have ever been that way. But at the same time, like we were so fucking young, you know, what was I expecting or what were we either both expecting? But even from that relationship to this relationship, I was like, wow, that's like a significant difference. And it just showed me like it does get better. And like now I can't even wait to the next guy that comes in my life because shit you know i'm sure he's gonna be fucking dope yeah i'm sure like the next person i ever do let in my life is going to be amazing because i truly don't expect anything less but yeah this most recent ex it was another toxic relationship you know how i do but wasn't as bad as the first one still not great but just like wasn't as bad you know what this is the best way for me to put it we should have stayed friends we were truly like best friends And we were so good at being friends, but we couldn't really understand a relationship together. But our friendship was just truly amazing. So if I look back at that, the biggest thing I have to say about that relationship is that we should have just stayed friends. He was immature for a relationship, and I feel like I was very codependent on him in that relationship. And we just didn't have, like the best relationship and that's why I keep saying we should have stayed friends because we had that great connection and that great friendship but I just think a relationship for us wasn't really the best thing for us and we kind of forced a relationship I mean with him I can look back and be like oh we did have some really great memories yes we did have some really terrible memories but we had some truly great memories that I look back and like he wasn't a bad person like I would say my first ex was actually like a terrible person and was completely fucked up like this ex wasn't a bad person he just dealt with his own demons that he couldn't really understand how to get through it wasn't good but it wasn't my first relationship uh he constantly needed validation from other women aka he was a cheater you guys know about him already but we just had a toxic cycle and it would be we would have like these amazing two weeks together and then randomly one day he would be like i li- i can't do this anymore don't ever talk to me again i can never speak to you again and then would dip and block me on everything and i wouldn't hear from him and then two days later he'd be like i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do that and then three days later we'd be experiencing another straight two weeks of like the most amazing time together and it was a back and forth cycle of that so that was extremely toxic to start a relationship off of that are you fucking kidding me for even me to continue to talk to somebody like that it felt wrong like I shouldn't have done it but I will say like I don't regret any of the guys that I dated I really don't because The pain that they caused me gave me the strength to be the bad bitch that I am today. So without those things happening to me, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't have the confidence I have today. I wouldn't have the strength I have today. And sometimes it takes those toxic moments in your life to make you stronger. I always say you can either let it break you or you can either let it make you. And I think I have always let that shit make me a better person. And I think... That is something I really pride myself on is like, you know what? These shitty things are going to happen in life. It's inevitable. These things will literally always happen to me. But it's what I do with the outcome. Do I let it make me a better person or do I let it like destroy me? And I'm not a type of bitch to let things sit back and just destroy me. I'd rather destroy them and I'd rather come out on top and say, you know what? You thought you got me there. You thought you could bring me back down there, but... 
not gonna let that one happen. Never. Oh, her strength is contagious. I truly don't love to talk about the toxic relationships I've in, but I've decided to because I know when I was going through both of those relationships, hearing what I'm telling you guys, that there's so much happiness and beauty on the other side of pain, would have really helped me leave those toxic relationships. So I'm letting you guys in on my story so I can potentially help someone out there who is going through the same things I was. I know it can really help. Just like the smallest bits of advice can really get you through those hard times. And I know they've made you believe that you won't be better or get out of these terrible things or like there's no one better for you and you might not feel like there is anybody better for you but I fucking promise you there is so much better out there for you and it's waiting for you it's there it's waiting for you it's just waiting for you to cut out the toxic of your life now so now that we talked about toxic friendships toxic relationships I finally let you guys in on my shitty exes Let's talk about toxic behaviors. Yes, indeed. I'm also a victim of not being nice to myself. I'm a perfectionist and I see that in every part of my life and I've seen how toxic it can truly get. And I feel like now I'm in a really good place in my life of not letting myself get too toxic with myself and kind of cutting out the toxic as soon as I see it and getting past that. So I'm going to let you guys know some things that I recognize that I did that were super toxic for me and my mental health and I really encourage you guys not to do, you know, just cut out the toxic. Let's cut out the fucking toxic shit in our lives. So definitely negative self-talk. I feel like I was always doubting myself and not really being the nicest to myself and always critiquing myself. And I definitely think that had to do with my perfectionism. I sat down one day and I was like, what am I gaining from this? What am I, what is this helping me with? You know, I'm just being rude to myself. So if maybe I just took a step back and was actually a little bit fucking nice to myself, maybe good things would come out of this. And I can tell you, good things have came out of me being nicer to myself. I really highly encourage all of you to cut the negative self-talk, okay? There's genuinely no reason to be so rude to yourselves. Life is already hard enough. The last thing you need is making your mind such a toxic place for you to live in. Like, be fucking nice to yourself, okay? What is the need to always insult yourself? Why? That's not cute. I was definitely obsessed with my body image. I was so crazy about my body. And I'm going to do a whole different episode specifically on that. But it definitely led to super unhealthy behaviors that I wish I really could have avoided because it all stemmed from that negative self-talk. But being obsessed with the outside so much made my inside so ugly. And now I look back and I'm like, I refuse to ever let myself focus on anything but the inside of me because that's the only thing that matters. So also not investing enough time into my self-care and working too much. I work crazy amount of hours a week and... I wasn't fully focusing on myself and loving myself. It was like, yes, I was still working, but it was taking so much out of me that I couldn't even really focus on myself. So looking back now, I'm like, okay, no, there needs to come a time where I give myself a break. Life isn't all about just making money. 
it might feel like that way because we're just trapped in a crazy society where they think money is the key to happiness. And it really isn't. So now that I have a completely different outlook on that and just really now focus on making sure I'm healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, that is super, super, super important to me. Whether we know it or not, like working like we're actual workhorses and like insane amount of hours and stuff like that is pretty toxic for our health. And it comes to the point where it's take a break, slow it down, check in with yourself. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Do you need a break? Take a break. Because I am one of those people that like I'm definitely a workaholic and I love to work and I love to make money and I love to watch my savings account fucking grow. But it came to the point where I was like, bitch, it's getting obsessive. It's getting a little toxic take a fucking step back and live a little bit. Cause I was like, I'm so young and I'm not even living like the age I am. I'm like, I feel like I'm 35 and I'm not. And I shouldn't be feeling that way. So it's like, take a step back and live. I was surrounding myself with some negative people. I've talked about my exes. I've talked about some friendships that were negative. And once I cut all that negativity out, I started really focusing on the positive of myself. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to bring in anybody else that isn't going to make me the best version of myself. I'm in complete control of who comes into my life. And now I'm fully realizing that these people were not good for me. So to take a step back and be like, identify the toxic. Identify the things that aren't making you feel good and cut them out of your life. Not holding myself accountable for things. I talk about other people being toxic in this and that's why I wanted to bring in the toxic behaviors because I'm not perfect I have toxic behaviors but I'm not holding myself accountable for things that I should have been holding myself accountable for like certain actions and things that I was doing I was labeling them as normal and they weren't normal and they weren't fine and I shouldn't have been being so toxic to myself but now holding myself accountable for everything and not blaming others and fully taking the blame for myself because I put these people into my life I mean, I can't control everything that they do, but I can control how I react. So now I feel like I have a better grasp on holding myself accountable as well and not just blaming every single person for my issues. You guys, I definitely demonstrated some self-growth in this episode. My therapist would be thrilled to see how fucking far I've came. I know I always talk so openly about my therapy, and that's because... We all should be in therapy. Life is not always going to be easy. We have traumatic experiences that are completely okay to talk about, okay? It's weird that you're not in therapy. I love to sit and talk with my therapist for hours about me, my favorite topic, me. I highly recommend it, guys. I know, it can be a little scary, but like, you to talk about yourself all day. You guys are like, Libby, your narcissism is screaming at us right now. I don't give a fuck. Get in therapy. Be good to yourselves. Be nice to yourselves. Let's get into my midday matcha must-haves. I won't. I swear to God, I keep singing it just because it makes me feel good. You know what? That's a self-care thing I do. If you don't like it, fuck off. Anyways, restaurants in Chicago. So my sister started a food Instagram. I'd plug the food Instagram, but I don't know it. But it made me think like, let me tell all you guys some of my favorite restaurants in Chicago. All these are River North. I've told you I live in River North, so all the restaurants are going to be River North based. So Nanina is a really good Italian restaurant. They have homemade pasta. It's honest to God delicious. Oh my God, I'm so hungry right now thinking about it. Barrio is hands down probably one of my favorite restaurants in the city. It's Mexican food, but it's like bougie Mexican food, so it's right up my alley. They have amazing margaritas. Kind of craving one right now. I actually might go get one. Marai Sushi is my personal, one of my favorites, 
of the sushi in Chicago, but it is so fucking good. I always talk about their rice. I'm not like a huge rice person, but their rice is made perfectly and it's just something so good about it. Public House. That's a really good American food place, like bar food and stuff like that, as well as Parlor Pizza. I really love them. They're down the block from each other in River North. Beatrix is a little bit of a healthy food restaurant, but they also have a really good jalapeno margarita that I love. And they also have a really fucking good mushroom quinoa burger. And when it's a day that I've hit my protein intake that I need to hit, I'll probably get a mushroom burger and instead I'd get a normal burger. They're both really fucking good. I also love Mon Amiga B. I love French food. So that's just like a list of restaurants that I really fucking love. I think you guys should check them out. Definitely head up Barrio for the best margaritas as well as Marai Sushi for amazing rice and fresh sushi. And honestly, all of them were so good. I don't have a single complaint about any of them. So I was in Forever 21 the other day and found a cute ass neon fit of biker shorts and a tank top. It was so fucking cute. I don't think we give Forever 21 enough credit. I think we should give it a little bit more credit for the prices. It's like, I'm only wearing this one season. I don't need it to be the most amazing thing ever. Super fucking cute. Go check out Forever 21. I mean, why not? You know, going back to my middle school days. So to top off the midday matcha must-haves, I'm going to add positive energy because I feel like this episode is kind of about that. I'm going to tell you guys some of my favorite ways to keep my energy positive, bright, and amazing like me and my future. One, I like to manifest. I like to meditate. I like to work out. And I love to journal. And I love to eat clean. I feel like a combination of those are just great ways for me to improve all my vibrations and make me the best me possible. I journal about my feelings. I work out daily to get a fat ass and to also clear my mental state and be a fucking raging bitch without it as well as manifesting the dream life I want to live I kind of really know exactly what I want out of life so I might as well manifest it to make sure it comes true and eating clean is just really good for my mental health as well like I feel like when I I can tell the difference when I eat clean and I don't eat clean and so I like to eat clean just to keep my mental health like really clear and like focused on what I need to do so you guys that's another episode of Midday Mantra. Like, I come in here and I'm in here for two minutes. But I'm actually in here for an hour. And I love every minute of it. I tell you guys all the time, you guys can email me at middaymacho with two A's at gmail.com. You have questions, comments, or concerns, or you just want to chit-chat. You just want to chat a little bit, you know? You just want to talk. I love to talk to you guys. I love to hear your feedback. I love to hear everything you think, you feel, anything. I'm open to hearing everything. As well as you can find me on Instagram. My personal account is Livy Maeve. That's M-A-E-V-E as in Maeve. And then midday underscore matcha. It'll make you feel like a bad bitch daily. We all need our bad bitch reminders daily. And I'm there to give you them. You guys, I love you so much. Let's cut out the toxic. Let's find happiness and love and be the best versions of ourselves. And just really embrace being yourself and loving yourself. Okay? I love every single one of you. Have an amazing fucking weekend. Until next Friday, you bitches.